Welcome to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino, the show that provides Christian insights into contemporary, moral, and ethical values and dives deep into how your faith in Jesus changes the way you live your life. Now, here's your host, Mike Sherbino. Hey, good evening, everybody, and uh, we hope you've had a fantastic uh, Valentine's Day yesterday, or maybe you're still celebrating the weekend. Uh, that's all pretty cool. Uh, but tonight we're going to take the first half of the show and we're going to talk about what makes relationships work. And uh, that's always um, can be challenging if you're hosting a radio program like that. But I've got a great guest calling in tonight, uh, Dr. Grant Mullen. And uh, Dr. Mullen has counseled hundreds of couples, worked seminars. He's written a fantastic book called Emotionally Free and has an online uh, ministry that uh, you're going to want to hear about. I got Grant on the line right now, and I'm going to go to him and pull him in. Welcome, Grant. We're glad you're here. Well, hello there, Mike. How are you doing? I'm good. you got to talk closer to that phone, Grant, and uh, then we'll hear you. We can almost see you. Oh. There oh, you go. Can, can you hear me better now? I can hear you better now. You're a little muffled, so... Yeah, so we're we're talking about uh, this stuff called relationships, and I thought no better person to help me out with this one uh, than my good go-to guy, Grant Mullen. So uh, thanks for calling in tonight. Well, it's nice to be back. I, I I got all dressed up for it. Yeah, well, it's about time. So let me put you on the spot right away. Valentine's Day. Do you remember when it was, Grant? When was Valentine's Day? Like, you're the it love was, guru. It was recent. It, it was yeah. recent. It was yesterday, Grant. Oh, it's it's not a guy-friendly holiday. Yeah, so like if... It's not a holiday. So like if I was to talk to your wife right now, would she say that out of 10, you know, was it a a 2 out of 10, a 5 out of 10, or did you knock it out of the park? Like, let's just fess up right now. I I think she would say that this wasn't the first one. The first one, but the... Okay. Yeah, we, do, we do actually. It happens every year with science. Okay. You know what I'm going to do, Grant? Um, we go got a ter- dinner, though. We have a terrible connection. So, will you do me a favor? I'm going to yeah. just fill some airtime. Will you call right back, and maybe it'll click in yeah. better? Okay. Okay. We're going to drop you for a second, and we're going to get you to call back, and uh, that would be great. So, Grant's okay. going to talk to us about Valentine's Day. He's, um, yeah. And he's going to talk to us about relationships. There's going to be a place for you to call in as well. The number is 883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Those are the numbers. And maybe you're going to have a question for Grant. We would uh, be glad to take those. And then the second half of the show, we're going to be talking uh, about how the Spirit of God helps us to be the men and women that we have always wanted to be, and that our spouse wants us to be as well. So, you know what? We're going to just let you know some of the things we're going to be talking about tonight, and I think I've got Grant back on the line. Let's try that. Grant, are you there? Okay, we'll try that now. Grant, how's that sound? It's not great to me. I think the problem is you have a trouble hearing me. Okay, well, you're still... um. Still kind of garbled, so I don't know what that is, but we'll uh, we'll go with it for a minute. And our uh, technician Carly, if we need to change it, um, she will tell us. Okay, 
So let's uh, let's okay. just jump let's jump in. And uh, you were giving me some lame excuse about Valentine's Day, and you know that. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's happening here, Cardi, but I can't hear a thing. So we got a terrible connection. And uh, are you on a landline grant or a cell phone? So this is. Okay, well, something's happening. We're, we're just missing the signal. So, um, yeah, it's your phone they're telling us. So I don't know if you got a landline, um, if you could call us from there and. Or just go someplace where you can stick your arm in the air and get a better reception. Okay. So we're going to drop it for a second. If you could call back one more time, and then we'll knock it out of the park. All right. So, you know, one of the things that I want to talk to Grant about is that in relationships, there can be so many different things that we are unaware of. And one of the things is what is often referred to as the other person's love language. And time and time again, I blew it in my own relationship where I wanted to love my wife the way that I wanted to be loved. And then suddenly we had all these kids and guess what, they were all girls. And I discovered that they all had a unique way that they wanted their dad to show love to them. And you say, well, what are those ways? Well, some were very strong with words of affirmation you know, speaking life-giving words. Others, uh, you know, they wanted the physical touch, the hug. Uh, you know, they just wanted to snuggle up against their dad. Others, I have one daughter who just likes quality time. And what that would mean, because I was so busy, is I would get frustrated and I would want to just um, you know, say, let's talk for two or three minutes and get going. But she just want to sit with me for maybe an hour uh, before, you know, we went and even started to open up and talk about the stuff that was important. There's another love language was the acts of service. My wife uh, appreciates that, the little things, and I hate doing little things. Are you like that, guys? But she appreciated so much the little things, the acts of service, because that's what her dad, uh, that's how he demonstrated his love. And then there's the one that we all say we identify with, that's gifts, the giving of gifts, but not everybody. I have one daughter who especially appreciates a gift. Doesn't matter if it's expensive, but a gift is sentimental. And uh, so Grant Mullen's going to talk to us about that. He's going to talk to us about a number of things. And I think we finally got him back on the line. Grant, how are you doing now? I am now? back. I'm okay. back. You're sounding better. You're sounding better. Oh, so I'm I don't feeling know if you... pretty good, too. I'm feeling better. <laughs> So, Grant, we were talking about the love languages, and I just walked through a few of them. And I thought that as a counselor, and let, let me just introduce you a little bit. You started off years ago as an anesthesiologist, and after you got tired of putting people to sleep, I, I know that in your practice, you also had to serve as a GP. And tell us about the people that would come into your practice and how that was life-changing in the direction that your own career took. You jump in. Well, I couldn't. I just couldn't believe the number of people who were coming to see me with with emotional problems and mental problems. And uh, I mean, I was an anesthetist, and I was trained in you know ICU stuff and heart attacks and cardiac arrests and you know what they call you know real hard medicine. And I just couldn't believe that that's not what people wanted to talk about. 
And uh, I, I, I just had so many people coming to me with mental health problems and emotional problems, and most of them were Christians because I attracted a Christian population. So it just I just felt that maybe I wanted to make a difference because Christians didn't know who to talk to, who to trust. And so I started to get involved. It's just I felt so bad for the Christians who felt lost in this area. Well, and I mean, that's just an amazing story because, as you know, and as I know, we, we've spoken together many times and done a number of programs now. The number of people struggling with mental health uh, and relational issues is not dwindling. It is increasing. And I don't know if we'll have time tonight, but this week I kind of got bombarded once again with people who just say, I want to give up, you know, incredibly suicidal, which is at the end yeah. of the, uh, the mental health road. But hey, we want to take a little lighter note for a moment. We want to talk a little bit about relationships and tell us uh, in a nutshell, what are some of the things that you do in relationships and that you've been doing as you've been working with couples for the last 30 years? Well, when we when we come when we uh, the, the the process we take when we're seeing a, a couple that comes to see us when they're having a problem, is we you have to assess that there are there are three parts to humans and three parts to our emotional makeup, and it's that mental, spiritual, and emotional. And so the first thing we do when we see a, a couple that's having problems is we first thing we ask is are either of you struggling with your mood, because problems of depression, anxiety, and mood swings. Is, is so disruptive in marriage, and 20% of the population is struggling with their mood. So it is a very common problem. 80% of people who have mood problems, they're mild and they're undiagnosed and untreated, but it's very disruptive. And, and if it isn't addressed, it doesn't matter how much counseling you give them, it's still going to really mess up their relationship. So we go after that first and teach people how to assess themselves and then go and get that fixed. That's our first step because okay, that's such well, a common problem. I'm trying to figure if I'm in the 20% or the 80%, but let's well, just leave that know, for now. I've talked to you enough times. You strike me as normal, actually, you know, you know but that could be, I could be mis misjudging you, but. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, and, you know, Grant, the truth is we all have our moments, don't we? And we get to that <laughs> point and we just say, wow. And sometimes life just piles up and up and up. And if we don't know how to clean out the locker, we can run yeah. into serious emotional problems, can't we? Absolutely. And you know what I have found is, okay, so apart from the mood, mood problem, when it comes to uh, getting along with another person, the, the most common reason that, that relationships flare up and people get really uh, intense is because the person they married is triggering the, the other person's emotional baggage that they brought into the marriage. So in other words, it's, the problem isn't the person they married. It's all of the emotional stuff they brought into the marriage that whoever they married is going to trigger. So I can't blame my wife any longer. Is that what you're saying? Well, it, precisely, yes. You'll just, you have to thank her for revealing what you have down deep inside. So that's just a, a wonderful gift you have. So how does that look? What does that look like when well, for our, example, when our yeah. spouse reveals the junk in our lives? Yeah. So in other words, I look for when when people overreact to anything. That's the most obvious. Now, they could also underreact when they should be reacting. So let's just say in a married couple that um, one of them goes ballistic over some small issue. You know, the, the dinner gets burned or they get a food they don't like or, or they even get stuck in traffic and they just get, get, get overwhelmed. Uh, and whenever someone overreacts, 
it means that something painful in their past is being triggered because the reaction is out of proportion to what's actually happening in front of them. And so when they overreact to their spouse and they, they get really angry at their spouse, it's because something the spouse did reminded them of something likely from their childhood that they never resolved. And so this wow, so you've written a whole like, book on that called Emotionally Free, haven't you? Tell us about the book. Well, that's, Yeah, actually, I, I, when I wrote Emotionally Free, it was the result of my, my own marriage crisis with, my, with uh, Kathy. And so we went to a counselor, and he taught us all this, what I just explained to you. And so the book I wrote was really out of our own experience. And he said the reason that uh, we were struggling in our marriage was because we had never dealt with our baggage. So when I wrote Emotionally Free, I just divided the book into those three parts. The first part of the book is how to do your own mental health assessment. The second part is how to understand that Satan wants to disrupt your life and your mind and your relationships. And the last third of the book is how to do an inventory of what's in your baggage that you brought into your marriage. So, I mean, you don't have to be married. It's not a marriage book, but it, it covers those three parts. So it's sort of a, uh, it's a manual on how to assess yourself and then move to, to freedom. So how do people get a copy of that book? Well, well they just go to my website, drgrantmullen.com. And it is uh, the, the website is just full of all kinds of information. We, we put out a, a free video every week to anyone who's on our subscription list on, on how to be transformed mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So that, uh, we do that every a week. A free video every week. Yeah, wow. a, free, a free video. It's about five minutes on personal transformation every week. Okay. What, what would be some of the subjects you, uh, you cover? Like what's personal transformation? Oh. Just give me three oh, or four goodness. subjects. Uh, well, actually, the, the, this week we're talking about how to live a supernatural lifestyle, like how to be a New Testament Christian. But we talk about issues of forgiveness, shame, um, why Christians commit suicide. We, we, did, we did a video on that. We cover, like there's hundreds of videos on our website. So anything about how to combine faith and how you think, those are the, the subjects that we uh, create. And then now we've created actually an online course for people who actually want to go deeper. Okay, just... Give us a little more on this online course, because we're going to talk more about this kind of stuff. But I want people who are listening tonight to open mic to know where there can be some excellent resources. So and I know you've got oh. this is the online course is uh, it's pretty new, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Because what we found is that like we, we do weekend seminars and we did a weekend seminar at your church. But what we find is we can, we can only talk about so many things in, in, a, in a weekend. And people uh, will tell me that, you know, it's just so much information. Now what do I do? So what we decided to do is to, to create an online course that for 15 minutes a week, so we send out a 15-minute video every week, we can actually walk people through our entire healing program. So we walk people through mental health, spiritual health, emotional health. Um, and so just over, over weeks and weeks, people can gradually learn the, the whole transformation journey. And then every month we do an online Q&A that people can uh, come in and, and talk to us live. And, uh, of course, we can support them all the time uh, through email. So it's just a way of helping people uh, to work at their own speed uh, to work through the whole healing journey. So that's at drgrantmullen.com? Yeah, the course is called Free Your Mind. So they go into okay. the website, and then they just click on Free Your Mind, and then they can uh, join us in the course. And they just Fantastic. work at their own speed and start anytime. We're going to take a, a one-minute break here, Grant, and we're going to come back. I'm going to ask you to talk about emotionally stumbling blocks and relationships. Talk to us a little bit about love languages. It's going to be important for everyone to hear, whether you're single or married. 
And uh, right now you're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau and my special guest, Dr. Grant Mullen. I'll be right back after this short break. Transformation is a new program airing on Vision TV. Transformation features Dr. Mike Sherboneau interviewing people dealing with the stuff of life. Hear the riveting stories of the well-known Joes to the ordinary Joes as you find help for this journey called life. Some of those are Kim Fook, Dr. Grant Mullen, and Dr. Andrew Blackwood. Anchoring this program is the solid Bible teaching that Mike gives providing you direction, inspiration, and answers to the moral dilemmas society is facing. Airing on Vision TV across Canada, watch it live on Thursdays at 11.30 a.m., Friday at 7.30 a.m., and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Or go to MikeSherboneau.org and download your favorite episode today. Mental illness is the sort of thing we don't like to talk about. Too often, the church stigmatizes people who suffer with mental illness even inside its own walls. On March 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at West Highland Church in Hamilton, Ontario, Agora Network Ministries is facilitating a conference for those in the church who want to be educated and equipped for the mental health conversation. We'd love to have you join us. Go to agoranetworkministries.com and register today. Tickets are $20 online and $25 at the door. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to Open Mic tonight. My special guest is Dr. Grant Mullen. And Grant, you still with us? I am. Fantastic. Okay, let's dive right in. Kind of on the Valentine's Day hangover or <laughs> aftermath Talk to oh, us actually, about what, what did you, Mike, Mike? What did you do on Valentine's? I told you what I did. What did you do? <laughs> Listen, I got you beat cold, man. I, I just I aced it. Are you ready? So, uh, like, I, I, I was, uh, you know, I got a nice card. Although I have to admit, my wife got me a nicer card, and she's an amazing writer. And I got choked up with that. But I got the flowers and the card, and then I took my wife for a getaway to Toronto. But the getaway. Wow. The getaway, you can only do this when you've been married for like 38, 39 years. So the getaway was to help an elderly friend who's moved into a nursing home. And so the two of us went to her home and cleaned it out, you know, going through all the papers and files. It takes it takes a loving wife to stick with you through that. I think we did about 30 bags of garbage. And, uh, and then, but then, and then the hey, Toronto traffic would give you lots of time to talk about heart issues. Yeah. But here's what we did do. We were friends for three years before we started dating. And there was a little restaurant on Leslie Street, Leslie Avenue uh, in North York. And we used to frequent it when it just opened. And we went back to that restaurant last night. And wouldn't you know it, they had a Valentine's special on. And uh, so we enjoyed that and we reminisced and went down there. What was the name of it? I, I grew up there too. Well, you know, it's it's become a chain, but then it was only a single restaurant. It was the Pickle Barrel. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, I, grew up, I grew up in Don Mills, so I know the Pickle Barrel. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that was our hangout when we were in college. And, uh, yeah, all we could afford back then was a bagel and a cup of coffee or something. And they're still selling the bagels. And the funny thing was... The one of the waiters is still there 40 years later. So, like, <laughs> I thought they were going to brush the cobwebs off the old guy, but, anyways, he was still there. Okay, enough about this trivia. P- people would just be shutting off the radio listening to me blather on. So, we want some really good content from you, Grant. What's uh, talk to me about talk to me about emotional stumbling blocks? Yeah, what are they? How do I? 
How do I cause them? How do I avoid them? The number one reason people marry, unless they marry for money, is they marry the person who they think will meet all their emotional needs. It's just, we all do it. You marry the person, you know, you complete me, you will make me happy. And then, so after, after the honeymoon's over, or even before the honeymoon's over, the one spouse assumes that the other spouse needs to make them happy. And if they're not making them happy, then they get annoyed. Hey, Grant, let me cut in for a second. Your phone's doing the same thing it did early in the show, so go stand wherever you were and turn your head sideways and then keep talking, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, I haven't moved. It's the same phone. Okay, keep going. All right, so I followed you on that. Um, We marry people People to meet an emotional need. Yeah, you, you assume that your spouse is going to meet all your emotional needs which, of course, is not possible. But then the spouses get frustrated when there's, when the other spouse isn't meeting their needs. And so it just becomes a, uh, they just are in constant conflict because they're not meeting their expectations. So, so the solution, what's the first step to do? How do, you, how do you address that? What would be the first thing to do? So pretend you're counseling well, me. Well, the first thing to realize is that your spouse can't meet your emotional need, all your emotional needs. They can meet some, but a lot of your emotional needs can only be met through your relationship with God. So only God can make you feel um, purpose and that you're accepted and that you're loved unconditionally, and only God can tell you who you are and why you're here. Your spouse can't do that. So we have to stop trying to force our spouses to do that. Okay, but I'm a needy person, <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also a blockhead. <laughs> so what do you say in that situation? <laughs> well, then... You know that's when, what we encounter. So when couples are in that state, then they, they have to go and talk to a counselor individually, and then that the, the person needs to realize this is an emotional baggage problem that they brought in from their own childhood and that their emotional needs weren't met correctly by, in their family of origin. And so this is, this is now a, a healing of the heart issue. And so then what we find is that we get the best results when people establish a stronger relationship with God to allow God to start meeting their core emotional needs and to start healing their baggage. And so in, in our marriage, we had to see the counselor separately and individually for like a year and a half before... Um, um, he brought us back together again, and then we just didn't have any issues left because we had dealt with them all in our own baggage issues. Okay, so that gives me encourage a year and a half. Like, uh, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe I can sort mine out in a year and a quarter, but, uh, okay, <laughs> well, if you're the marriage we, counselor we just... and it took you that long, I'm wondering who, kind of who's the blockhead. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gee. Well, Grant, we, talk we to we me about this. so much. Yeah, we learned so much. So here's, let's say we're not quite at that level of crisis. We're going to dial it back a bit. There's a great book written years ago on the love languages, five love languages. Yes, yes. Talk to me about understanding these love languages. And and I mentioned when we had some of the technical issues right at the beginning, I ran through the five love languages very quickly. But talk to me about that. Uh, what yes. are the things that stand out to you? Well, this, this was a breakthrough book to realize that everyone is different in what their personal love language is. And if you're trying to speak the wrong love language to your spouse, 
they will not receive it the way you have, have intended. And it's like if, uh, you know, you speak English and I'm speaking to you in Chinese, you're not going to get the message. And so what we have to learn as spouses is what is the love, the preferred love language of your spouse and speak that. And so don't assume that just because you like to be complimented verbally that your spouse enjoys it the same way. So if your spouse likes gifts, then if you just keeps telling her how wonderful she is, but you never give her anything, then she's not going to receive it. So this, this, uh, the five love language, there's an easy survey to take. So you can actually, you and your spouse can actually quickly, um, in a few minutes, to know what your language is. And then you commit to speaking your spouse's love language. And that helps relationships dramatically. You know, as you were talking about that, I'm just thinking about a situation where the the woman, she wanted gifts. And the other guy, he was, not the other guy, her guy, was a miser. And he didn't realize oh. that. He tried to be thrifty. He, you know, put right. money aside for big things. But why waste something on, you know, a piece of jewelry yeah. or this, that, or the yeah. other? And yeah. he couldn't get it. And I've seen that so many times. Oh, but, you I, know, I, I see this in guys who won't buy flowers because they say the flowers disappear in a few days. And the wife is desperate for flowers. She doesn't care if they disappear in a few days. And it's so interesting how affairs start and marriages unravel mm. because then you start to tell yourself the lie. Oh, somebody else would be far more sensitive, far more caring. Um, I'm sure you run into that predicament with many of the people you've worked with. Well, yes, actually, the, the, the words I use is, you will be drawn to anyone who you think will meet your emotional needs. And so that's why this emotional needs business and speaking the proper love language, if you can get this right, this will affair-proof your marriage. So if you can start to speak your spouse's love language, then they will feel love. And if you realize what needs can be met by your spouse and what needs can only be met by God, you're not going to be shopping around looking for someone to meet your needs or speak your love language. Grant, one of the love languages is physical touch. So pretty much every guy, their ears just perked up and said, yeah, that's my love language. Come on, bring it on, baby. Um, talk to us. What is physical touch? Yeah. It's more than physical sex, touch, correct? Yes. Phys physical touch actually does not involve sex. It, it, it is non-sexual physical touch. So that's holding hands, hugging, touching elbows, um, snuggling on the couch, putting your arm around each other through your shoulders. Like this is what the, this is what physical touch is. So in other words, it's communicating you're special. I like being around you, but I'm not expecting anything other than being close. Okay. And so when, do, when does sex come? Like, how do you, how do you talk through that barrier? Because maybe it's a dry spell. So you, Oh, well, I, sex, comes after the that each of each spouse, well, particularly the wife, because uh, it feels that her emotional needs have been met and someone is speaking her love language, so she feels understood and close. Okay, women women respond better sexually. Actually, they, in fact, they will not respond sexually unless they feel close and important and significant. And so that's that's what, guys don't need that, and but women do. And so what guys have to realize that that women have to warm up to it by feeling close and special and speaking their love language. So 
that's a, that's a slower process. Grant, I know you only have a couple more minutes with us tonight. Let's just talk about that for a minute, because in the second half, I'm going to talk about the difference between uh, being a servant or being selfish. And it can be really easy. Talk to the issue that men have with their wives, that they're thinking, how much do I have to keep giving before she's going to respond? Yeah. Talk to that. Yeah, because yeah. the guys, uh, you know, we, we, we certainly, sexually, we respond so much faster, and we don't realize that a woman's emotional needs are very different. Women need to feel secure. Now, this guys don't get that because they'll just say, look, I pay the bills. I come home every night. What else do you want? Women need to feel secure, and that's the key to having a happy sex life. It's the key to having a happy marriage, period. And so guys need to realize what are they doing to make their wife feel secure every day. And if they, if they don't get that, then the wife's going to be feeling insecure and wondering, how does he feel about me? And then walls go up, misunderstandings come, um, tension rises. But if a guy is always conscious, how can I make her feel special and secure by non-sexual touch, like holding hands, just by listening to her, paying attention to her, complimenting her? If a guy focuses on how can I make my spouse, my wife feel secure and loved every day, your sex life will improve dramatically. One last thing. There's a spiritual component to that. Talk to me about the spiritual component, because Jesus gives the example of unconditional love, doesn't he? Without question. And what he wants is that each spouse in a relationship shine his love to the spouse. That God, Jesus wants each spouse to be so filled with his love that it then overflows to the person to marry. So, but... That can easily be blocked by mental health problems and by emotional baggage that's never been dealt with. But, so that's why it's so important to resolve those issues, because Jesus wants to have a, a, a clear channel to flow into you so you feel loved by Jesus and that you have surplus to share with your spouse and to pour into them. Fantastic. Grant, just before we go to the break, uh, tell us about your website. Tell us about this new opportunity that you and your wife, Kathy, have created for people online. Yeah, so people go to my website, drgrantmullen.com, and, and if they just subscribe to the website, they can get my uh, free five-minute video every week on personal transformation. But if they want to go deeper, then they can subscribe to Free Your Mind, which is a 15-minute video every week, and then weekly we do live Q&As, and there's an online forum, and we can walk them through the entire transformation process uh, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. So uh, all that's available, and of course you can do it all from home at your own speed, at your convenience. That's so good. Grant, as always, privileged to have you on the line. And, uh, it's always yeah. fun, Mike. It's always fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'll tell my wife uh, uh, your great ideas for Valentine's, and she'll be jealous. Yeah, to go clean a house. That's right, yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, we we did it together, and we did laugh, and we had some fun. So, well, hey. Well, go to the second barrel. Okay, we got to go to a break right now. You've been listening to uh, Dr. Grant Mullen. This is Open Mic with Mike Sherman. I'll be right back after this short break. Mental illness is the sort of thing we don't like to talk about. 
Too often, the church stigmatizes people who suffer with mental illness even inside its own walls. On March 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at West Highland Church in Hamilton, Ontario, Agora Network Ministries is facilitating a conference for those in the church who want to be educated and equipped for the mental health conversation. We'd love to have you join us. Go to agoranetworkministries.com and register today. Tickets are $20 online and $25 at the door. Transformation is a new program airing on Vision TV. Transformation features Dr. Mike Sherboneau interviewing people dealing with the stuff of life. Hear the riveting stories of the well-known Joes to the ordinary Joes as you find help for this journey called life. Some of those are Kim Fook, Dr. Grant Mullen, and Dr. Andrew Blackwood. Anchoring this program is the solid Bible teaching that Mike gives providing you direction, inspiration, and answers to the moral dilemmas society is facing. Airing on Vision TV across Canada, watch it live on Thursdays at 11.30 a.m., Friday at 7.30 a.m., and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Or go to MikeSherboneau.org and download your favorite episode today. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherboneau. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And uh, always a pleasure to have Grant Mullen with us. Apologize that we had uh, some sound issues. Uh, Maybe we should take an offering and get him a new phone. But apart from that, he has so much to offer. And I encourage you to go to his website, drgrantmullen.com. So many resources to help you in your relationships. And I've been on a series of talks uh, most recently on the work and presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we desperately need the presence of God's Holy Spirit if our marriages are not just going to survive, but if they're going to thrive. And while that's still in the rearview mirror in this program today, and we'll reference it, uh, we're going to push on. We're going to talk about some other things that I hope will help you in this journey called life. Love to hear from you tonight. The numbers to call 883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Maybe you've got a question on marriage, maybe on your relationship. We'd be glad to feel those questions. Or if you'd like prayer, feel free to call because we want to pray with you and for you. And we're always encouraged to do that. So get on the lines right now. We only got a half hour left in the program. And we want to unpack some of those things. I think the other thing that I enjoy doing with this program is I like to uh, poke the bear just a little bit. Uh, I think that it's important that if you're not a Jesus follower to understand um, maybe how the other side thinks. And if you are a Jesus follower, uh, vice versa. So how do we respond to issues? How do we respond to all the political issues? I know for those listening in Canada, and we have a lot of Canadian listeners, uh, especially in the uh, GTA, everybody's a little bent out of shape over what's happening with the uh, the strikes and the trains uh, being shut down. If you got a comment on that, uh, and maybe even how as Jesus followers were to respond to all of this, love to hear from you. And our American friends, hey, We'd love for you to dominate the conversation as well. So call in 883-5000-1800-684-2848. What I think is critical in our journey is understanding what we are called to do. And Jesus calls us to be servants. I had a brother who was a military chaplain, and at one point, 
he was doing a seminar for some commanding officers uh, in the Trenton area. And he said, I want to talk about the greatest leader who ever lived. So everybody perked up, you know, is this going to be Alexander the Great? Is it going to be uh, General Patton? You know, the list goes on and on, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, whoever. And he said, I want to talk to you about Jesus Christ. And let me talk to you about why he was the greatest leader. And it was because he was the greatest servant. Now, that kind of wording doesn't sit well in a military environment. You have to lead by being strong, and you have to lead by being directional, and you don't take anything off of anybody. But Jesus said this, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be first must be Lord of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And what will be transformational in your marriage relationship or in any relationship is when you realize that God wants you to be free to serve. And sometimes we just can't get our head around that. That's why I encourage you to go online to uh, drgrantmullen.com. Get a copy of his book, Emotionally Free. It's a fantastic book that I know would be an encouragement to you because he unpacks that. And you see, the greatest leader who ever lived led by being a servant. And the greatest example of love who ever loved, he loved us by being a servant. The greatest son who ever lived, lived by being a servant. And that's Jesus. You see, in the everlasting kingdom of Jesus, low is high, down is up, weak is strong, and service is power. And if we are to understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus, then we realize that it's a call to choose between servanthood or selfishness. And selfishness is spelled greed. It is like a bacteria that eats away at something. Like most bacteria, it is hidden behind apparently good things. Hey, mayonnaise is an example but leave it in the sun for a few hours, and that sandwich, which might taste good going down, is going to come back to haunt you. You understand what I'm talking about? Selfishness is subtle. Jesus did what seemed to be a deplorable thing and just not appropriate for a leader, but he washed the feet of his disciples, and it shocked them. They were caught off guard by this humbling display of love. He was showing them the true heart of a servant. He was giving up his rights, his agenda, to serve others. And that is why understanding um, your calling and your gifting in life is so important. A lot of times we pull back and say, I don't have a lot to offer, but that's the furthest thing from the truth. And if you want your relationship to thrive, can I encourage you to be open and say, Jesus, I need you not just to live through me, but to love through me. You see, serving well is saying no to the power games of our society. If Grant and I had longer to unpack it, we, we probably would have talked about how so often in, in a relationship, there is one controlling person. And they control very subtly. Sometimes it can be mean, it can be nasty. Sometimes it's done out of good intentions. But at the base of it all is fear. We're afraid to relinquish control. Hey, Jesus either had to know what he was talking about or to be totally crazy because he allowed 12 fishermen 
12 rough characters to be the leaders of his organization. And you know what? They turned the world upside down. That organization is called the church. Hey, you see, Jesus understood all too well the pecking order of society. He understood the importance of what money could do or not do. He understood what position could dictate and the expectations that come with certain titles. Imagine what the press would have done, say, the last time uh, the queen had visited Canada. And imagine if she insisted in having the servers sit down in her place. Or imagine if she had said to our prime minister, Mr. Trudeau, please just sit there. I will get you a drink. Or imagine if she was in the States visiting President Trump. uh, And she said, you know, President Trump, let me serve you. Well, Jesus actually did that. And to help us to understand that serving is the insignia that we are Jesus' followers. And it's much more than pouring a coffee for someone else. It's using all that God has given you for his purposes and not your own. Now, I don't know if this is too much for you to handle or to process, but this will revolutionize your life. If you're saying, what is the missing ingredient? What is desperately needed in my life? It's to allow the very nature of Jesus to live and flow through you. Far too often, I see people come to the end of themselves before they say, I'm going to surrender to Jesus. And it's at that point of surrender that they're saying, Jesus, take my life and do with me what you want. But desperately, we hold on to control. We want to hold on to control all through life. I've seen that as people hold on to things as they go through life. And it's not until they get near the end that they look at all these things and say, well, I've accumulated all of this, but it really is insignificant. And how often have I heard the story, and you as well, of people who have uh, held on to power and they've tried to gain more money and they've tried to buy more stuff. And then finally, when they take that retirement or slow down, suddenly their life ends you know, it can be two or three weeks into it, or maybe just a year or two into these, into what was referred to as the golden years. And we've missed out. We've missed out on the moments. Hey, you're listening to Open Mike, and this is Mike Sherbino speaking to you tonight. Love to hear from you as we head into the last half of the program tonight. What are your thoughts on this whole thing of being a servant? How do you struggle with it? Or maybe you have a need for prayer tonight, and we'd love to chat with you. More than anything else, especially as we're in the... Uh, as Valentine's Day is now in the rearview mirror, we would like to encourage you. I want to encourage you in your relationships. And so much good can happen when you allow Jesus to take control of the wheel of your life. If you would like some help, you can go to drgrantmullen.com or on my own website. There's so many things there that can help you. There's also a button that says, Talk to a Mentor. And there are people there who will talk to you about this journey called life. Whatever the issue is that you're dealing with, we would love to be able to dialogue with you anonymously online. And you can go to MikeShermano.org. So how does this all change? How does it happen that suddenly I become a servant? Well, if you want to improve your serve, pun intended, you need to take control over your mind. The book of Romans has, uh, in chapter 12, says, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed, okay? So don't let the world squeeze you into its mold. 
And the mold of the world is you got to live for yourself. Let's just be selfish. Put yourself first. No one's going to take care of you except yourself. And it's so easy to buy into that. And then every once in a while, if you want a perk, well, we'll do something to help someone. Maybe buy a homeless guy a coffee or let's not get too radical, but maybe we can support a kid in another country. And we do those things, but down at the bottom, we're living for ourselves. And the Bible says, don't let the world squeeze you into its mold, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hey, could you picture yourself at a tennis match? Some of the world's finest are playing. And just as they're about to serve the ball, they look over their shoulder. They see you and wink. And guess what? They miss the ball. Now, it would be foolishness to think that that would even happen. Actually, there is a hush that falls over a tennis match prior to the player serving the ball. And why is that? Because he wants to make sure that he or she aces it, that it is a good shot. Now, we only get one shot at this thing called life. And if Jesus is calling us to be servants, either he is talking to us about something that is so contrary to the world's mindset that it's either totally right or totally wrong. What about it? And what about the way that you're living right now? Are you happy with it? Are you happy with the outcome? When you get up in the morning and look yourself in the mirror, are you pleased with what you see? Because when we surrender ourselves to Jesus, he makes us, what the Bible says, into a new creation. Hey, I've messed up and I'm a broken person, but I know this, I am loved by God. I'm secure in that and it's changed my mind and it can change yours. You're listening to Open Mic with Mike Sherbinal. I'm going to be back after this short break. Love to hear from you. Transformation is a new program airing on Vision TV. Transformation features Dr. Mike Sherbino interviewing people dealing with the stuff of life. Hear the riveting stories of the well-known Joes to the ordinary Joes as you find help for this journey called life. Some of those are Kim Fook, Dr. Grant Mullen, and Dr. Andrew Blackwood. Anchoring this program is the solid Bible teaching that Mike gives providing you direction, inspiration, and answers to the moral dilemmas society is facing. Airing on Vision TV across Canada, watch it live on Thursdays at 11.30 a.m., Friday at 7.30 a.m., and Sundays at 1.30 p.m. Or go to MikeSherbino.org and download your favorite episode today. Mental illness is the sort of thing we don't like to talk about. Too often, the church stigmatizes people who suffer with mental illness even inside its own walls. On March 7th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. at West Highland Church in Hamilton, Ontario, Agora Network Ministries is facilitating a conference for those in the church who want to be educated and equipped for the mental health conversation. We'd love to have you join us. Go to agoranetworkministries.com and register today. Tickets are $20 online and $25 at the door. Welcome back to Open Mic with Mike Sherbino. Have a question for Mike? Phone lines are open. Call now at 800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Hey, welcome back to the program tonight. Uh, we've had Grant Mullen on talking about marriage, and now that Valentine's Day is in the rearview mirror, we're trying to say, how do we continue being this loving person that, that God calls us to be? And let me tell you, we are all selfish. Uh, that's the way we're born. But it is when we surrender to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, our lives can change. Your life can change. And your situation, it might be very bleak tonight, but I want you to know that God does love you, that he is with you, that he wants to walk with you through all it is that you're going through. And maybe one of the things you're going through is 
processing, how do I change? How do I start to do life differently? Well, the first thing to do is to surrender to Jesus, to open up your heart and say, God, I'm tired of fighting this on my own. I'm inviting you to be my leader and Lord. See, the Bible says that when we call out to Jesus, he has promised to hear that prayer. And the moment we call out to him and repent of our sin, that's a big word to say, God, I am truly sorry. I need to be forgiven. I believe that when you died on the cross, you actually died for me. And the Bible says that if we put our faith, our hope in Jesus, he will forgive us. He is the only one who can cleanse us from the guilt of the past and to take away our shame. Uh, so many people live with shame. Uh, the memories of the past. We see constantly in the newspapers people uh, being highlighted who have really messed up and their sins are printed across the paper, whether it's political leaders or whether it's billionaires, whether it's the Epsteins or whoever it is, and their, their stuff is plastered across the pages. What would happen if your stuff, if my stuff was plastered across the pages? I think we'd all be embarrassed. But you know what? I know this, that I have been forgiven, that Jesus has set me free. And because of that, his spirit lives within me, and now I realize that I can be the kind of husband that God wants me to be. And you know what? It says that in 1 Peter 4.10, that each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. And God gives us what we need to meet the needs of the people he brings into our lives including that very special person that that I'm married to. Otherwise, you know what? I just couldn't do that. Hey, we got a caller right now. We're going to take it. Those numbers are 883-5000 or 1-800-684-2848. Love to hear from you in these last 10 minutes of our show tonight. And right now, we're going to talk to Janet. And uh, Janet, thanks for calling. Hi, Mike. How are you? I am well. Oh, wonderful. Wow, my goodness. I, I haven't been able to get you because sometimes when I try to call, time runs out. But I just want to say thank you for what you do and for your encouragement. I know that it helps me a lot. I I have been going through a, a lot with my youngest son, and he has been giving me a hard time. But, you know, I thank God that, um, you know, prayer does work, and I just have to continue. Because I was listening to you and you were talking about, um, you know, giving back or, you know, I volunteer uh, for Meals on Wheels three times a week. And a lot of my friends say to me, oh, why would you give your time away? And I said, it's not my time, it's God's time. And that is the best time of what a great day answer. when I'm going out there feeding these people and seeing the look on their face. And it, it just brings me so much joy in spite of what I'm going through. So I'm just asking for you to pray for me tonight, Mike. And I know that, you know, my, my day in heaven, will that's when I will see all the, 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 the greatness of God when I leave this life. But, but I, I, love yeah. to, I love my volunteering, and I pray every day for my, my clients that I have to see every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Well, that's fantastic. I'm sure you're like... Uh... A ray of sunshine, Janet, when you get to the door, because oh, 
I was oh, yeah. today. Today I was at a, a nursing home and I was seeing the people, and I could have yes. stayed there for a couple of days just talking to the people. They're looking for someone to talk to, and uh, yes. so how important yes, what you're doing true. there. That's so important, Janet. That let me pray true. for you, okay? Thank you. So, Father, I want to thank you for Janet, for her encouragement even to me. And I know that you're using her to bless so many people. And in the way that you are using her, I pray, Father, that there would be others that would come back and speak into her life. And I pray in particular for her son. And you know the problem that he's dealing with, and you know the the tension between the son and the mom. I pray that there would be healing. I pray, God, for a breakthrough. And we don't just ask for blessing. We ask for a miracle in this relationship. And I pray these things in the very strong and powerful name of Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Mike. Have a good night. And, and you too, keep Janet. praying for one another. Thank you. Okay. Well, hey, you got to love Janet and uh, join with me in praying for her son. There are others of you who got a son or a daughter that you want prayer for tonight. Some of them are going through a sickness, maybe a loved one. Why don't you call in 883-5000, 1-800-684-2848. And, you know, it's hard to know how many people are listening. They kind of say on a, on a slow night uh, on this program, there's about 10,000 listeners, but oftentimes 30 to 40,000 or even more are listening in. So I just think it's kind of cool that we can pray for so many people and get so many people to participate. So I'd love to have you do that. And by the way, you know, every month I just simply say, Lord, I need the resources to keep this program on the air and also the television program that we do on Vision TV and Joy TV. And if you'd like to help, you can go to MikeSherbino.org, and there's a place where you can donate. And uh, yeah, so every month we just look to God, and I am never cease to be amazed and thank him for how he provides through his people. So here's this whole thing about, let's going back to being the loving husband, being the loving wife, being the loving son or daughter. It is so against us. But here it is. You know what? I got to act in faith. I know how God wants me to act. And I need to realize that he has given me all that I need. Did you know that? You see, God has given you everything that you need in Jesus. And one of the ways that I know that if I'm following after the Lord is that I create unity where I go and not disunity. There's going to be something within you that's going to draw people in. There's going to be a conciliatory tone in your voice. You're not always going to be, you know, ruffling the edges like sandpaper. Are you kind of that gritty person tonight? You know what? Ask God to just get rid of that. He will do that. Are you always agitated and irritated? Are you always unhappy? It doesn't have to be that way. Because when you open up your heart to Jesus, his spirit is there. And you need to just yield those areas of your life. As I've done marriage counseling for years, I find that seldom have I ever talked to a person who is not aware of how they come across. And I would say sometimes to a person, you know, if your spouse was sitting here and, and they were to tell me what they want you to change, 
would you know what it is? And they say, oh, yeah, I know what it is. And they'd rhyme it off. And I'd look at them and say, well, why don't you do that? Why don't you change? And you see, it's the very nature of Jesus in you when you surrender to his spirit that change is possible. And, and then one of the beautiful things is to discover that God has uniquely equipped you not just to serve the people in your immediate circle, but to serve the broader community of faith. Just like Janet was talking about going out and people say, why would you give your time to do that, to go and serve people with Meals on Wheels? And, you know, not just to drop a meal off, but to exchange, a, you know, a smile and a handshake and a short conversation with people, because that's probably as important as the meal itself. Well, it's because God is calling her to do that. And that's her sense of purpose and fulfillment. And in the same way, God has called you to serve. Now, we haven't talked a lot about it tonight. I'm actually going to preach a message on it at North End Church tomorrow at 455 Geneva Street. So I'd love for you to come. If you don't have a church to go to, come and join us. But I'm talking about spiritual gifts because your life will only be fulfilled as you discover your gifts and how God wants you to use other people. And you can discover them as you pray. Did you know that you have a gift that God has given you? Sometimes it might be to administrate. Maybe you're a speaker. Maybe you have the gift of mercy or helps like Janet did. Or perhaps, you know, like Grant Mullen, you got the gift to teach. And he's, he's also a pastor as he speaks truth into people's lives. Have you discovered what it is that God's given to you? You know, as we wrap up the show tonight, I'm always thankful that God gives me this privilege to tell people that they can have a relationship with His Son, the Lord Jesus. And if you've never trusted Jesus as your Savior, why not right now just simply say this prayer? Lord, I know I'm a sinner, but I'm reaching out to you because I believe you love me, and I'm trusting you to be my Savior and Lord. Thank you for hearing my prayer. And if you've prayed that prayer, write to me at mikesherbonneau.org. I'd love to hear from you, even tonight, mikesherbonneau.org. Thanks for listening. We'll talk next week.